This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The man that uh, is solely responsible for making me number one every morning on this station, because he does a tremendous job 9 p.m. every weeknight here at WABC, has his own amazing website, BillOReilly.com, great interviews, great TV shows, great columns, including two today, one talking about blaming Mexico, the other honoring Martin Luther King Jr. He's on my show every Thursday at 8.40, but he's here every Monday at this time. He's the best ever. He's my friend, Bill O'Reilly. Bill Happy MLK Day, Bunny. Nice to speak to you again. Well, thank you, and I appreciate uh, the opportunity to address Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, I don't come at it from a person who's analyzing what Dr. King accomplished because I don't know the black experience, and I can't... um, intellectualize what black Americans have gone through because I've never gone through it. But I can add to the discussion by bringing a heavy dose of history in. Um, And Mr. Washington was absolutely correct that most Americans have no blanking clue who Dr. King was or the difficulties that he encountered in the late 50s and early 60s. So uh, I don't want to get Uh, be a pinhead here, uh, but I'm going to give you just a very brief sketch of what was happening in the country at that time. So there were people in Congress that did not want African-Americans to have an equal chance to pursue happiness. They were elected people and they were there and they had a lot of power. And in the federal government, people like J. Edgar Hoover, the uh, head of the FBI, was among them. They did not want black citizens of this country to have an equal opportunity to pursue happiness as the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence both demand. That's number one. Now, you could come at that in two ways, and Dr. King became a leader of the black movement by saying, we're not going to blow this society up to get what we should rightly have. We're going to persuade. And he did. He was successful in doing that. And therefore, very slowly, African Americans did get a measure of fairness in American society. That continues to this day. But along the way, King lost his life, and dividers in both black and white precincts have used the African-American experience to hurt this country. And it goes on today. You you see it today. You know, Bill. It has become very political. You know, Bill. Go ahead. It's amazing how the the media has sanitized our president's record. you mentioned uh, those people in the Senate 
and and he praised those people when he first got there. Uh, and you know he was a big fan of Robert Byrd, who who was uh, a grand wizard. Um, he was one that went against busing, according to his own VP. Yeah, um, you know, so about Biden here, right? You know, and but it, see, Biden. What people have to understand is that Biden is not smart enough to understand <laughs> what is happening in the country, and that's why we're in such bad straits now. He's just not smart enough to understand it. So what his whole life has been opportunism. And when he went down yesterday to speak at Dr. King's church, if you read his speech, and I did, I had a lot of time on it tonight at 9 o'clock on WABC, the speech, the speech is divisive. It isn't designed to uplift or bring blacks and whites together. It's designed to tell black Americans that today, in 2023, your country is hosing you. Your country continues to hurt you. This is the president of the United States doing this. And to me, I'm looking at it, and I said to my audience tonight, and I'll say it here, I'm starting to personally dislike Joe Biden. Oh, good. And I didn't, (laughs) I hadn't had that feeling with Clinton, Bush the Younger, Obama, Trump, but I'm starting to personally dislike this man. Good. Because of what he's doing to this country. But if you look at that speech, it's purely there to divide and tell African-Americans, don't even consider a Republican vote because they want to keep you down. And I thought it was despicable. And I said to my audience, I don't know what Dr. King would think about a speech like that, but I don't think he'd respect it. And that's based on my historical analysis of King. Hi, Bill. Um, this is Jania Butler. I'm a member of the hip hop community and I've watched you over the years really criticize the hip hop community about education. And I thank you for that. And so how do you feel today about the hip hop community and what we should be doing going forward if you still had the platform to talk to us about it? Well, I do have the platform. I mean, uh, we're all over the place. I'm not on Fox News, but, um, you know, our, our message is heard. My objection to uh, rap and hip hop is that it is coarse. And if you go into any public school and talk to the African American kids, many of them use terrible language, mm-hmm. are disrespectful to authority, and this comes out of the entertainment they consume. But here's the interesting point. If you go across the street to Mount St. Michael's or Cardinal Hayes and you talk to the African-American kids, they're totally opposite. Mm -hmm. Because what they hear and and consume in the entertainment industry is overridden by their parents. And God. demand a certain deportment from them. Right. And God, too. God doesn't hurt. This is uh, the great Bill O'Reilly, of course, 9 p.m. every weeknight here on WABC. Sid Rosenberg sitting in for John Katsimatidis on this very special day. So earlier this morning, Bill, on my show, I had A.R. Bernard on. He co-hosts the Reverend the Rabbi before John every Sunday morning alongside Rabbi Joe. And I asked him, I said, if Dr. Martin Luther King was alive today, and he knew him, by the way, personally, what would he say? And he said, Sid, I think Dr. King would tweet 
SMH and a down face, that Dr. King would be very upset with where we are today and not happy that after all these years, 50, 60 years, we have not done nearly enough. That was A.R. Bernard's stance. What do you think, King would say? Well, I would ask him, what do you want done? I mean, right now, in the policy of this country under the Biden administration is equity, putting black Americans at the top of the list for employment, for admissions to schools, and for social entitlements from the government. What exactly do you want now? Hmm. So I, I need to get a specific definition of, okay, we haven't done enough. Number one, who's we? I'm paying taxes through my ears. <laughs> okay? So I think I'm doing... Me too. <laughs> and I'm giving a tremendous amount of money to Talladega College, which is a black-run college in Alabama because they do a hell of a job down there. And it's not a woke thing. And they're not trying to use skin color to divide. So I'm doing my part, but what do you want? Okay? Look. No country is perfect, and there's going to be bigots everywhere, and they're always going to exist, and that's a neurosis, the human neurosis. So you want a perfect union, you're not going to get it. But I think, based on my experience, that most Americans want people of all colors to succeed and to have the American dream. I think the bigots are about 10 15% of the American population. But it's... What has to be presented in a better way is, here's a problem, here's how we'd like it solved. People will listen. Uh, you know, Bill, um, I, I, you know, I, I've come to the conclusion that a country will eventually cease to exist if it doesn't have a shared culture, shared values, and a rule of law. And I'm looking at our country and seem like we're just going backwards, and I think Dr. King would have been very concerned about the picture you're looking at today uh, and, and what's happening because um, as bad as things may have been in the 60s and 70s, it was a shared culture uh, and values and a belief in our legal system. Uh, right now, you know, I, I, I wonder if we can get back to a one-day election, you know, uh, <laughs> Wait, wait, you know, nice. when I, I go to bed at night, I know who the president is, you know, uh, I know nice. who my councilman is or yeah. whatever, and not, not a month later. I think I mean, that's the point that A.R. Bernard Bill was making this, this morning, too, was that, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world today that is divisive of what you like to use in your right, and it's not getting any better. It's getting worse. It's because we don't have problem solvers. We have exploited. And I'll go back to the Biden speech. If, if it's all about convincing African-Americans to vote for you, you're going to set up a grievance situation. You're getting hosed. Country doesn't care about you. It's not looking out for you. When you say shared values, the shared value is that Americans help each other and try to be fair in all aspects of life. That's the shared value. I mean, Blacks will tell you, older blacks, that the family structure in the 50s and 60s was in the African-American community was much stronger than it is now. Right? Right. Oh, yeah. And, and the stats back that up. 
to get 72% of black babies born out of wedlock, that's not a good thing. (laughs) But it's accepted. And there is where Dr. King would have a tremendous influence by speaking out, saying, look, the family unit is the shared experience, that you raise your children to be responsible people, kind people, law-abiding people. You don't run out on them. When do we hear that message? We don't. So, you know, it's a very difficult society right now in America. We're living in a corrupt system. Um, are not a lot of problem solvers out there. Plenty of exploiters. Well said. Uh, that's why you must listen to Bill O'Reilly, 9 p.m. every weeknight here on WABC. And, of course, check out the website, folks. You're going to love it, BillOReilly.com. And go buy his latest book in the Killing Series, Killing the Legends, which last I checked is still like a top ten book. It's been like years. I don't know how you do it, Bill, but congratulations on your latest success. And thanks again for coming on on this special day. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. You got it. Uh, that is the great Bill O'Reilly here with Sid Rosenberg, Janaya Butley, and Rudy Washington. We'll take a short break. When we get back, the former governor here in New York, David Patterson, his thoughts on MLK Day right here on Cats at Night, only on Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 